Hello and welcome back to the podcast. My name is Rory O'Connor and this is episode three of Entrepreneur in the Making. In this podcast series, I hope to motivate people to use their free time for something productive. You just need to be proactive and set aside time whereby you put the phone down and work on your own project. In today's episode, I want to discuss the process of idea generation. It can be hard to think of possible ventures when you have no chosen area of interest, and even when you do, that can be just as hard. That's why there are hundreds of brainstorming and validation tools available. I'm not a lecturer or a book, so don't worry, I won't be going into huge detail. And to help explain this process a little better, I'll use my own experiences to allow for a little more in-depth understanding. I recently did the marketing for a startup event in Google offices in Dublin last month. I would highly recommend anyone who is even remotely interested in entrepreneurship to attend one of these. They typically run over the course of three days, whereby people present their unheard ideas on the first day and form teams. On the second day then, these teams work all day to refine their ideas, get market validation and possibly construct a minimum viable product. Then on the third day, you are expected to create a presentation and pitch your idea to a panel of judges. So much can be learned from these events. Not only are you introduced to various elements of entrepreneurship, but it's also a great networking opportunity. I met one of the future guests to be on the show at that event. I also had the pleasure of meeting Shane Curran, a 20-year-old Irish entrepreneur who founded Evervault. Evervault is a cybersecurity company based in Dublin. Shane actually won the BT Young Scientist in 2017 at the age of 16 with a project that provided a platform for long-term secure data storage. A friend of mine asked him the question, how do you pick the big problem that you want to solve? And his answer has been stuck in my head ever since I heard it. He said, there are so many big problems in the world. Just pick one. And I'm not saying that we have to go out there and take on a huge project just because a 20-year-old entrepreneur said it was a good idea. But it is a nice way of looking at the idea generation process. You should develop a future vision of your idea and work towards that goal. Let that end goal be what keeps your drive, your passion, the reason that you stay up an extra hour to finish whatever you're working on. For example, my future vision for this podcast has evolved from something to keep me on track with my personal goals to having a full podcast series in my name that I can take pride in. With that said, I want to move on to the tools used in the idea generation process. Idea generation is the process of creating, developing, and communicating ideas which are abstract, concrete, or visual. My favorite tool to start off this process is the use of the SCAMPER technique. SCAMPER being an acronym for Substitute, Combine, Adapt, Modify, Put to Another Use, Eliminate, and Reverse. These are all techniques you can use in identifying possible ideas. I think the best way to explain it, though, is to put it to use. So. Number one, substitute. What can you replace to provide a better product or service? As a student, I know it can be frustrating when you don't have your student ID card to get into the library or campus bar, so a possible substitution is to have a virtual card, as most of us have virtual wallets on our phones already. Number two, combine. What existing products or services can you combine to create an entirely new solution? The pairing of student timetables and mapping would be a great example of this. And that is almost exactly how I came up with my current project. Only this simple combination was not enough, as I will later explain in a different podcast. If we are to relate back to that future vision, often exterior factors can influence this vision. And for me, the longevity of this project was dependent on broadening that future vision. Number three, adapt. 
Often existing business ideas work better when applied to different markets. What idea from elsewhere can you change or adapt to achieve success? A funny example of adaption is that Roland deodorant was actually adapted from the ballpoint pen. Same mechanics, just applied elsewhere. Not entirely the same though, or you'd be walking around with blue armpits. Number four, modify. This step is also called minimize or maximize, just because you want to modify a situation or problem to see whether it provides you with a new insight or added value. And you can do this by maximizing, meaning you exaggerate the problem or situation. And then the same goes from minimizing, you scale back a problem to possibly find the root of the problem. Number five, put to another use. Similar enough to adapt, put to another use is using a product differently from what its original use was. Often companies are looking for new ways to use spare material that they don't use, so to avoid unnecessary waste. And turning unused wood or plastic into pegs is a great example of this. Number six, eliminate. This technique typically aims to improve the efficiency of a process by eliminating unnecessary parts of a process. Tinder removed the need to go out and meet strangers before asking them on a date. Of course, this comes with the added risk of getting catfished, although it doesn't seem to stop everybody from using this alternative to dating. Lastly, number seven, reverse or rearrange. Much like eliminate, this technique requires you to look at a process and identify what could be done differently. Turn it inside out, upside down, switch the direction entirely. And McDonald's took this approach with the process of ordering food. Customers are expected to pay first and wait for their food. And this did not go unnoticed by many places because they started to follow suit soon after. Now, the reason I went into depth with the scamper model is that typically other tools follow a similar style. I just find this one best for brainstorming, seeing as you can take any of those seven options and really broaden your thinking. It allows for creative thinking as you're not restricted to any format, and it really is a case of thinking out of the box as much as possible. That's when you find the biggest opportunities, such as Netflix moving from a DVD rental company to an online streaming company, or Airbnb starting off with the founder going door-to-door writing checks, to people renting out entire lofts to themselves through the use of their app. There are also a number of other tools which I'll list to avoid having to sit through another detailed description. My top three are storyboarding, whereby you create a visual story to further explore a particular scenario. Role-playing, as the name implies, you try to see things from the perspective of a type of person or play a role that differs from your own. Lastly, mind mapping. Mind mapping is great when you want to spot potential connections between your ideas as it involves writing down or drawing different elements related to a particular subject, product, service, or scenario. No two people think the exact same, so if you're working as a team, this can be extremely helpful as you can bounce suggestions off each other, and in doing so, spot opportunities that you may have missed if you were to work by yourself. It can also be just as useful to work through these tools individually and combine your findings at the end. That is all on the topic of idea generation for this week. I want to cover all the stages of new enterprise creation over the next few episodes between guest episodes. As promised, I will be devoting a full episode to my own project in the upcoming weeks, so be sure to keep an eye out for that. I learned an incredible amount from my experience in pursuing this idea, and I definitely feel it would be extremely beneficial for anyone starting off. I've made the mistakes, so you guys don't have to. 
I hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode with Dylan Jack, first guest to be on the show with many more to come. Our book of the week is The Lean Startup, written by Eric Rees. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. This book identifies a newer approach to starting a new business that is more focused on continuous experimentation and adjustment rather than the typical view that every entrepreneur should write up a business plan and expend all their effort pitching to investors. I think for those starting off with no prior experience, this book could do wonders. I know it's definitely helped me immensely. The author hides no details of his past ventures, allowing us to learn from his mistakes. This constant experimentation allows you to identify what's going wrong, what's going right, and what your next steps should be. Our podcast of the week is actually my favorite business podcast that I've listened to so far. It's called Startup, hosted by Alex Bloomberg, previously a producer for This American Life. Alex tells the story as he sets out to get funding to create his own startup. Again, I love how open he is with his journey, and I can't stress this enough. We are constantly learning from our own mistakes, but we can also learn from other people's mistakes. Work smarter, not harder, and take note of where he went wrong so you don't need to do the same. I can't say I gave the second season much of a chance as they switched hosts due to Alex's startup growing beyond the realms of startup territory. To me, it was the equivalent of killing off the main character in a story, so I'm yet to begin season two. That is all for this week's episode. I'll be back next week as usual. Set aside some time to work on a project for yourself. Maybe try out a few of the idea generation tools I mentioned between now and next week's episode. My name is Rory O'Connor, and this has been Entrepreneur in the Making.